Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i'm your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo you have often needed protection from your vagina <laughs> and the amazing chris randazzo how rapey of you <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> that really lined up better than we planned <laughs> This is episode 119 for the week of March 29th. We are talking Jessica Jones season two. This was Chris's pick. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what you've been up to. We miss you. Let us know. We, I, I am right now trying to figure out what we're going to watch next week. So any and all advice would be appreciated. Help. So... Yet another Netflix Marvel show has has come, and I... Chris, why, why let, don't you read our fan mail? What's that? Well, we yeah, got, we, we got some listener mail. We got a listener mail. Let me scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. <clears throat> this one scroll. comes from Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan, um, friend of the show. Jonathan Maldonado. Maldonado. Come on, how do you skip saying his last name? Well, I don't. I don't know if he wanted it said. <laughs> I'll have well, to talk to him and find out. <laughs> I I think he did. All right. I think that if my last name was Maldonado, I'd always want it said. <sighs> he says, "What's up, guys? Had to write in for this one. Maybe I'm in the minority, but this season was a chore for me." Not sure what's going on with Marvel Netflix, though. I won't chalk this up as a loss like Iron Fist, but it was meh. And I... And I exciting for me similar to Defenders. I'm not sure what he meant by that. Uh, without some of the cool action to help it, this season somehow told a good story but managed to make every character unlikable. Minus Foggy and Kilgrave. <laughs> Uh, well, Jonathan, right to clearly more. you're not watching Arrow. <laughs> Just overall, the season f- lacked a lot and told some really unnecessary side stories as well. I think it's time. I think it's time Marvel does a season where it's more of a team up and adds some better dynamics to the show. I could not agree more. Really? Yes. So let, let's let's break it down. We have Jessica's story of. Uh, her mom. Uh-huh. Okay, we have Jessica's story of the uh, Kilgrave, because that spliced in there. We have Jessica's annoying... Mm, for an episode. girl. That That's another side story. We have Jessica's annoying girlfriend who wants to be a superhero, who they're going to make a superhero, which kind of pisses me off. Uh, we have the, the, the lawyer woman who started as a bitch... Sort of bet was redeemed and ended up exactly the way she started at the beginning of storyline. Um, we have the mom side story. Uh, so what's that? Five? Malcolm. What's that? 
Malcolm. Malcolm. Which one's Malcolm? The neighbor who wound up being her assistant. Oh, Malcolm's whole side story? The the side story with the, the other the private detective agency? There's this, like... And her super. Uh, this uh, the love interest with the super? <laughs> like, what the sweet fuck? Pick a story. Okay. Run with it. But no, no I, I, I got to disagree with you there. It's a season of television. Name name another show that has fewer side story has fewer not even side stories just fewer stories than that in a season. I'm not tuning in to find out about the 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 sick the the, the disease that the super tertiary character is dealing with. I, can, I, 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 I Jerry Hogarth is a super tertiary character. Absolutely, I disagree. <laughs> what does she, she have to do big, this season? The disease storyline. What did that do to progress the Jessica Jones story? It progressed the her story. She's How? a part of the show. She started as a bitch. Uh-huh. Hated in season everyone. One, and, and she ended was in... that way. Nothing changed. We don't even know if she's still sick. I'm assuming that she is because of the whole con man thing. But well, knowing yeah, Marvel, who the fuck knows? She's still sick, and that's the thing. It's it's moving. It's moving pieces. It, now she does not work for. Uh, she's been taken down a peg in some way, shape, or form. But she also she's not working for that giant firm anymore. She has her own firm. I mean, I guess it was it was it was kind of a lateral move, but I didn't think it was disinteresting, and I certainly didn't think it was pointless. I mean, not having a story for Jerry would have been weird. Yeah, I mean, if we just had her in there for the parts where Jessica used her, like, it would be like, you know, okay, you know, she's going to hide out this witness and keep her safe. And then when she's not on screen, we'll just put her in a box and we don't care what's happening to her. Yeah, I, I would have been okay with that. Okay, well. That's, that's <laughs> because that's what they disagree. did last season. What was. Like, what well, she was. Last season she was a new character they were all new characters yeah and but this Jerry season was in iron fist and she was in uh, right she was in iron fist she showed up in defenders and she's more of a character mm. yeah friggin foggy works for her it was nice to see foggy i love foggy yeah, i could have i could have still a little more foggy i mean what the hell yo? stand more foggy. there was there was <laughs> I, I, I i'm trying to f- like there were things in this season that I really liked, but like, like it could have been six, seven episodes, and that was enough. Like the 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 her backstory, her mom, the, the mom relationship story, the 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 mental break that she was experiencing throughout like the latter third of the season, like that stuff was great. And you didn't see the point in her having a love interest at all. No. You didn't see the the point that the whole thing with her mom was this, she was kind of lusting after this normal life that she thought she would have had if her mom hadn't died, and then learning that that her mom was already screwed up to begin with, not, you know, homicidally so, but, you know, relatively screwed up to begin with, and then she meets this guy that is kind of sort of promising this semi-normal life and her having to deal with you know normal people feelings you know he, he her reaction to that painting the fact that her that his kid liked her like these are normal life things that 
she is kind of being confronted with having to deal with. Like that was part of the whole mom mom situation there. That added more depth to the mom situation. It didn't make it just like just this one thing. Like what you're describing is like three three to three to five episodes. That's not really a season of TV and you've got to flesh out the other characters. Like it, I know the show is called Jessica Jones, but I don't want just a show about her and no one else. Okay. We- I just think that, uh, yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. I've lost my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh, I know what oh, I was going to say. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I can see, like, you know, ha- where you might have a problem with if you're not interested in these other characters that you feel aren't so connected to Jessica's story. I'm okay with, you know, having stories revolving around other characters as long as they're interesting. If they're not interesting to me and they're taking me away from the main story that I care about, then I find it annoying. But I thought they did a good job with these side stories, so I'm okay with it. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm with her. I was I was interested in all the side stories. I first off, I don't think Malcolm ever became unlikable. I. I think Malcolm was was general, genuinely likable throughout the whole season, even though he did make some mistakes, including sleeping with Trish and taking a puff off of that thing. But they made sense for his character. No, it didn't. I, two seasons. Okay, you you got to explain seasons, to me how. That guy was anti, 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 anti drug. He's an addict, Evan. <laughs> He's an like an actual heroin addict. He's an addict. That's the point. Is that she, this person that he trusted, was shoving this thing thing in his face, up, pressuring up, him and pressuring him. Up until him, that exact caved. moment, he spent like three episodes telling her not to. Okay. Yes. And they yeah. showed his his strength of character for a season and a half. And why was he telling her not to? Because he knew it was a drug. And because then he all knew of a sudden he didn't if, know it was a drug. Well, yeah, took telling. <laughs> like, I, he, it, are you saying that he was telling her not to take it, yes. or that he was telling? Okay, yes, that is what he's doing. Because, as you may know, it's easy to tell somebody to do something. It's a lot harder to adhere to your own advice sometimes, especially when you are a heroin addict. Okay, he, that they set that up so much oh. as a part of his character is the fact that he is an addict. Yes, he, that it, makes a hundred percent sense. Not that in not a situation, three episodes later. What do you mean not three episodes? Not, Did you not, see how much crap happened in those three episodes? No more than that. That happened to him the season before. We're gonna ha- like we're gonna just go in a I, yeah, circle. Gonna, yeah, I, I I think you are absolutely one hundred billion percent wrong to say that that is out of character. That was totally within character for him trish on the other hand i don't think anything was particularly out of character just i don't i don't like her as much as i did (laughs) they focused a lot on her negative points yeah they really did a number on her yeah and like i get it i do it just makes me sad um in what way out of curiosity like why like did you want more for her I just wanted her to not be so hell-bent on getting powers that she would go to a mad scientist <laughs> to give her, like, untested powers. Like, God, Yeah, was... like, I feel like Trish is smarter than that, and the lure of getting powers 
shouldn't be that strong that she would go against complete common sense. Yeah, and well, I mean, like, you could make an argument that it was because she was using Simpsons drugs, but uh, I don't know, man. It was, it was. See, it the was problem definitely with a, her is that at the end, it all worked out for her. Everything that she did, every stupid decision that she made, she's now, she's now getting powers. Yeah, except that she doesn't have a friend anymore, so... Yeah, it cost her the most important thing, which was Jessica. Well, that had... She has to live with the fact that she killed Jessica's mom for the rest of her life, and Jessica also has to live with that for the rest of her life. Right, but so, that yeah, had she got nothing powers. to do... That's not, with the pow- that's not the power set. That's because she took the... She made the, cho- the decisive choice to kill her mother. Whether she had yeah, powers or not. Yeah, why was she in any of these positions? Because she was on this hellbent rage, this whole stupid thing of being obsessed with getting powers for herself. That all led her there. She wouldn't have been in the position that she was in to do that if she hadn't gone over to that mad scientist to get powers who then killed himself, which set his, her, her mom on a rampage. She wouldn't have been on that rampage had Trish just listened to Jess in the first place and followed through and, and not gone to get superpowers. It is a direct result of her trying to get her stupid, stupid mission to become a, a, a superhero. But mom was on a rampage before she was... Mom was in jail, like calm. All right. She was fine in jail. Then okay. she saw the report on TV that that uh, idiot in the Grateful Dead T-shirt blew himself up, and that's what sent her on the murder rage. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mom was a little murdery before the dude died, though. She was, but <laughs> like, she was contained. That's, she that was, was contained, murdery. <laughs> she was contained. She had she had herself a situation that she could contain herself because she knew that Jess was going to come visit her. She had enough of her family back that she had made peace with her situation. She had a guard that wasn't tormenting her. Shit was going to be okay. But then Trish decided that her having superpowers is more important than anything else. Damn all consequences to herself and everyone around her. Dude wound up killing himself because of it. That set her mom off, which meant that she, Trish, wanted to go save the day again and shot her mom, regardless of consequences again. And now she wound up getting some sort of powers. We don't know what the extent of them are, other than she has some pretty she nice reflexes. Cell phone. She can catch shit with her feet. So we don't know what she's actually capable of yet. Oh, you're not but- familiar with the hacky sack? superhero <laughs> that's that's hellcat's ability she's mad good at a uh, hacky her mad hacky sack skills she's got mad hacky sack skills yo <laughs> but that was the, all that shit like her relationship with jessica was the price she paid for doing this dumb shit and her relationship with malcolm too not that that was like huge on her half but she really hurt him and it's gonna take an awful lot to get him back on her side too yeah. And because of all that, Malcolm's now even further uh, departed from Jessica and working for that other douche nozzle. So, I mean, Trish messed up a lot, and was she, a- kno- she knows that. There was... I'm trying to think of, outside of the, the, the small child and some instances with um, Oscar, I'm trying to think of likability in this show. Like, who did you like? I was so proud of Malcolm, like, all the time. Except when he took the puff off the inhaler, but every other... I I said it out loud almost every episode that he was in. 
Yeah, I was pretty proud of him for, like, for most you don't, of it. You don't look at his genuine turn at the end as a negative? Well, or, or, I don't love it, but... I don't know what I his other options it. would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's he was he got some confidence. He put on a suit, he cut his hair and he went to go get a he went after a job. Like he went after another job. He went after a job with Hogarth and got turned down and then he went after another job that pays well. That you know, isn't abusive the way that his uh, job with Jessica was. And I mean, Jessica broke his trust, so he wasn't going to stay. It was the healthy thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't love it, like because I still think the guy he's working for is a douche nozzle. But given Malcolm's situation, I th- I think it was I think it was the the best option that he had. It's also a very Malcolm move because he's so like he's still kind of naive. So like he's like, yeah. all right, well I'll just go work for this other guy. No, no, Malcolm, no. Right. Well, you know, I, I'm. There was so many douches in this season. Like it, it just it was. I couldn't. I didn't feel like I was ever genuinely rooting for someone. Did you like Jessica? At times, yeah. Like, like half the time, I'm like, why the why the hell are you making this decision? Like. Yes, everything will be okay. I'm just going to hop into a a, 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 a minivan, not a minivan, a, a Winnebago, RV. and and go. Like that's not going to work out. I'm sure in some, <laughs> to some extent, she must have known that. But like, see, in those instances where she was making those decisions, I felt so bad for her. Like when she was not trusting Trish and Malcolm, especially Malcolm, uh, and and going forth in that direction i was like okay that i don't i don't like this but i I don't think it's necessarily out of character i just don't think she's making the right play Mm -hmm. but when it came to her mom like i i felt so bad because how what what is she supposed to do in that situation it's always doing the right thing but this is uh, this is her mom (laughs) that just came back from the dead after 17 years and it's her mom like talk about the most important person in your life I this is I I think I just figured out why I was so disconnected from everything. There was a point in this story when the mom was reintroduced that the mom doesn't look like the mom. The mom mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't resemble Jessica's mom. Like mm-hmm. the 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 healing changed her face. It's not the yes. same actress. So in my comic book brain I, I have a very hard time going, yeah, I buy this. This is absolutely 110%. I believe that the hippie dude, I believe this person, I believe this person, that's her mom. You we, think I, you're, you're like, conditioned like, to believe she, like she, it she, wasn't her mom and it was some kind of scam? Yes. <laughs> like everything is predicated on Jessica Jones, one of the most cynical people on the planet, wholeheartedly believing this entire far-fetched story. And her only, like, she she doesn't have any any sort of proof. Like, yes, she was given pseudo-information about this program from, uh, what, uh, the wizard. Like, that was her only, okay, he was tested on and he got powers. Okay. Maybe this is, this is a real thin thread to connect. 
but like one hundred percent jumped in. Yep, that's my mom. Yeah, but then she went. Well, I mean, she went to the IGH. She had her own flashbacks of stuff she didn't really remember before of having been there and having actually had that. I don't want to say confrontation, but that experience with her mom where she was on a rampage and she grabbed her and then got away. Yeah, when you she know, was her mom, I guess that's not had the picture. That, she was humming the music like yeah. she was her mom. She was she had that conversation where she basically confirmed things that there is absolutely no way barring psychic ability, which I guess isn't outside of the realm of a uh, realm of things that could happen in this show. But there is no way that she could have known those things if she yeah, wasn't she actually had, like, her mom. Yeah, she had, like, memories of her and her brother. I mean, for... for uh, I'm not going to say that. For a couple of episodes, we fully believed that this this company created a healer. Like, that was, that was believable. Yeah. And I don't... I just feel... Jessica, being the character that she is, sh- should not have dove in head first as much as she did. And All when right. it comes to the relationship <laughs> stuff with Oscar, I unfortunately have a comic book background. Like, I don't know if they're going to, and if they don't, it's a huge opportunity missed. But like, this is not the the Marvel relationship that she gets into. It's nope. <laughs> like, so I, I any sort of relations or relationships that are shown up on the show if it's not other said unsaid character i'm not in it <laughs> I don't, okay. so coming coming to it from a comic book perspective it's you know it wasn't satisfying for you correct I, and i mean look i know who she's t- theoretically supposed to end up with but i mean this is this is t- you know, Trish ain't the way she is in the comic books. <laughs> yes. And I mean, and geez, I don't like just Trish at, either. So <laughs> just look at Arrow. I mean, we all know who Allie's supposed to end up with in, in the Green Arrow universe. And that didn't happen. I mean, this is TV. I, we can't necessarily expect it. Also, I don't expect her to get married and settle down with this Oscar dude. Heck no. <laughs> not when you know who is. <laughs> no way. Well, it's no not even way. a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, it, it's possibly to have a possible spoiler, but. Like at, 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 I don't know. This all right. How about this? This did this season did not appeal to me as much as the first season did. I feel the first season with the characters and the actors and 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 the storylines that they had going on was lightning in a bottle. And the closest I got to that lightning was when Kilgrave showed up again. Those interactions between the two of them, the 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 witty word play, the the. the those characters showing up again, I liked that. I thought that was great. I thought I felt that should be happening all the time. I, I liked that a lot. Um, I will say that uh, I don't know if I liked this as much as I liked the first season because I haven't watched the first season in a long time, but I really, really liked this season. I liked a lot that it didn't have a big bad like there was no like this is the clear cut villain of like in season one Kilgrave was a bad dude period <laughs> no getting around that but in this season there was all these shades of gray there was like I mean yeah her mom was this like complete 
killer like murder machine but she was kind of like the hulk and that she wasn't in control of that she wasn't doing that that was she's brain damaged it's something that she had no control over i mean there was the scientist dude who was completely misguided but at the end of the day his intentions were from his own warped perspective good he wasn't trying to do anything evil he just happened to be a mad scientist you know mm-hmm. he wasn't just he wasn't this you know mustache twirling supervillain. he was just this dude who was trying to further science that wasn't a good idea you know you had trish who was her because the only the only clear-cut villain in this was trish's mom <laughs> <laughs> i think she was I the agree only, with that. she's the only straight up she is the most awful of awful because that's the thing about jerry that i find so interesting is that she's awful she is a putrid human being, but she has occasionally done the like some good things. She does have a heart somewhere in that weird, weird, twisted soul of hers. And I think Hogarth is an, is is an interesting character, and I like seeing where she's going. But I really enjoyed where she, even though I guess you're right, there wasn't really any change for her. But oh, I really enjoyed where her story ended up, where she ended up manipulating those people into getting her revenge for her on themselves. Oh, that was, that was so, so devious. Like that, brilliant. That, that was so, so satisfying. Devious. That storyline took her and made her worse. It made her a killer. Not a manipulator. She like she became a killer. And that, I think, for her character is too far. She, you do? I do. <laughs> I do, because she skated that line of being manipulative and in charge and knowing exactly what to do and when to do it kind of thing and it took her to the the dark side she is now directly responsible for another person dying and the fact that they had jessica kill another person that was i i in my opinion unnecessary oh that was so heartbreaking yeah, but it was also accidental and self-defense. Yes. Yeah, that that was that was nothing like the Kilgrave thing. And right, that but, was, <laughs> but actually, the the Kilgrave thing was self-defense. If you really well, I mean, I meant the the, the, the woman that Kilgrave had her kill. Mm-hmm. You know, because she was literally under somebody else's control. Right. Like, it, I don't know. And if anything, it illustrates it. It just goes to illustrate again how dangerous it is for someone to have these kinds of powers, like. You know, we're talking like, a big theme of this is Trish wanting these powers and Jessica telling her it's such a bad idea. And like, this is a situation where if Jessica wasn't powered, that hit wouldn't have killed that guy. No. But it, because she was and she was under attack, she killed somebody for no other reason than because she had powers. It just it, it, it went more towards the whole theme of this whole season. Yeah, it was really good exploration of like, is she a killer or has she just killed? Yeah, I'm, I, and it, it was it was painful to watch. It was brutal, but it was I, I I think it was good character development. I think it was good storytelling. I really really liked it. Well, there you have it, folks. We have officially, completely, one hundred and ten percent disagreed. <laughs> I, Podcast over. That you have. This is the final episode. One night. I. I'm sorry, Jonathan Maldonado. I, I, I don't agree, and I I uh, I'm, so, I'm okay, sorry. It's okay, Jonathan. I fully agree. You're right. It's okay. And, <laughs> and I'm the I, host. That's and the it's thing. Okay. It's, it's, I'm right. 
It's interesting <laughs> for me to hear this because I was surprised that you didn't like it. And I saw a handful of other folks online say, you know, complaining about these same situations. Like there were too many side stories and I didn't feel that at all. It just felt like a TV show to me. And, uh, I don't know. It, it, I, I had no idea that this was going to be something divisive. I mean, I certainly liked it better than I liked Defenders, and I certainly liked it better than I liked Iron Fist. But uh, yeah, I, I like I like Defenders better than this. It was it was a comic book. Defenders was a comic book television show. Oh yeah, Action. Defenders was comic booky, comic booky as hell. I liked Defenders. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, we talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. I liked Defenders, but I mean, you want to talk about you know unlikable characters i just i do not like electra at all yeah especially now like i i I liked her okay in daredevil season two but like man ugh, i know <laughs> but you know th- that's that's what they when we're talking about disliking defenders we're talking about like different levels of how much we liked it not whether right. or not it was bad because right. i don't think by any stretch of the imagination it was bad um and I, I would I would just go with this one, but I guess I can kind of get it that this wasn't kind of like going to what I was just saying before about it. I, I liked the fact that there wasn't a big bad and there were so many uh, shades of grays that um, this was uh, a, a pretty a pretty decent departure from superhero TV. Um, you know, there wasn't they weren't fighting a villain; it was just telling a story, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I enjoyed that quite a bit. I thought that was a, a pretty neat change. Um, but I can see how I, I guess I can see how that would be uh, not everyone's cup of tea, especially when this is what they're they're going in for is Marvel TV, and this kind of didn't play out exactly like uh, that usually would. Right, right. There was like I, I'm trying to think of, and all of them had a big bad, had something that either individuals or the group were going after, and this the big bad in this season was the, the the straight up unknown the not yeah. having of information and that is too obtuse <laughs> oh man and can i can i just have to say one more thing about about uh her mom her mom's realization at the end when she was talking with the cop on the phone and phone and her mom was like she just realized exactly what she was doing and she was being selfish and that she really loved her daughter she had to let her go and basically just disappear Mm -hmm. and that was her plan and like that moment for her i thought was really really cool because the whole time you're going through this this season with her saying that everything she does is for jessica but she's she's still acting kind of like jessica and that she's uh, jessica's worst traits of being selfish and um you know you can tell that this is where she gets that from and when she had that turnaround at the end where she realized that the best thing that she could actually do for her daughter is not convince her to run away with her and be a fugitive, which Jessica became willing to do because she could not find another option because she is so mentally damaged. I felt bad for everyone involved. And God, the fact that Trish killed her, I was just like, you dumb, dumb woman. How? I, but with the single that was shot. also the... But that was the only way. Yeah. Well, was she still on the drugs at that point? No, they didn't have any. Yeah, she was. She she did have, but but it was after her like superhero procedure. It was before her other powers manifested. But I could see that she has training with a gun. She wasn't that far away, and it wasn't a moving target. The wheel wasn't spinning around at thirty miles an hour. It was friggin' two mile an hour Ferris wheel. I buy that. Wow, you are really forgiving. 
It does suck that if it was, was a tr- roller coaster. I would have said no, fuck you, show. <laughs> but she was like thirty feet away, and they sh- they've shown her shooting at target range before. She's a good shot. Um, it does suck that Trish was the one to take the shot, but she was right. If the cops showed up, they'd both be dead. It's true. She was right. And that's what makes it all the more painful is that she was kind of right. I just wish she would have shot her in the leg or something. <laughs> well, if she shot her in the leg, she just would have gotten mad and like gone ape shit. True. But she could have kept shoot, shoot. I don't know. I got nothing. I don't have a way out for that. That's what makes <laughs> that's, a good writing. I, there, I, there is no good situation here. There was no good way out of this. All right. It's a good time. Good times. I loved it. And... I don't want to keep harping on Jerry, but she did become a killer. But in fairness, those people, what they did to her, deserve to die. That shit was brutal. (laughs) And I guess that was that is something that did change about her. She got pushed over the edge. She had to confront her own mortality. And then she got pushed over the edge and she she didn't pull the trigger, but she did set that shit in motion. So, and you know, I I don't want to go too much longer in this because this is probably the longest we've talked about a show. But the fact that Hogarth, her personality changed so much to believe what actually happened was also very difficult for me to buy. You lost me. What are you talking All right, about? Her, her being as hard-ass and cynical and mean, straight up mean, as she has been in all of the shows that she has appeared on. Mm-hmm. And then you don't buy that she would have gotten conned. That quickly and that 100%. Yes, I do not buy it. Like, that is the, I, that I, is I, the antithesis of her character. Not just I think slight. in this situation of confronting her mortality and how much shit was going sour, I think and that how much was very she believable. wanted to believe that it was true. Yeah, that, I think I, I think I think if it was played differently, like on paper, you're you're right. But the way that it was put together was that there were so many factors putting her in a position, putting her in a position where, based on all the other shit that was going on, especially what she learned about Jessica and the IGH and all that, she wanted to believe it so badly that she made herself believe it and then she got conned that's how that works <laughs> dude's a good con man well all right oh i'm glad you enjoyed it chris me too karen did how, how did you feel overall i liked it okay i am a solid man all right let's take a quick break uh when we get back we got some news to talk about stay tuned Not long ago, a man with a beard named Dan was told he'd never wrestle again. And so, the once bright future of Dan Ryan was cut short, relegated to co-hosting a video game podcast and writing about beer and wrestling. Dan lives a life of perpetual sadness. His beard, however, is doing fine. But wait! Dan Bryan, who also is told he couldn't wrestle anymore, has been medically cleared to get back into the ring. Thanks to that joyous news, Dan picked up his pen, um, keyboard, and wrote a brand new Why I Love Wrestling article. Don't miss Why I Love Wrestling. Yes, yes, yes! Additional yeses available for an additional charge. 
It was Matt's turn to pick a game for the current episode of the Waveback Podcast, and he chose the Capcom NES classic Strider. I didn't have a whole lot of familiarity with the game or its music, and when we recorded the episode, I was all manner of loopy and tired. The resulting podcast was a tad on the goofy side, but we made it work. Be sure to check out Waveback episode 53, Strider for NES. Some weeks, there just isn't a whole lot of new stuff on the site to talk about. But what if other sites? Well, GeekAid's very own Twitch channel always has something going on. That's not true, but roll with it. Every Thursday night, Jordan from the Nonstop Comic Shop podcast spends a few hours streaming some games. And the Vest Lord himself, Dean DeFalco, puts on his streaming pants, well, whenever he darn well pleases. So, if you like people playing games and talking about them as they do, be sure to check out the Geek Aid Twitch channel, located at twitch.tv slash geekaid. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, right now at geekaid.com. Hello, Chris. Oh, hello, Evan. So, I mean, it's it's with a sad heart that I, I ask you for this episode of... Dragon Ball 60. The series finale of the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary. On a very special. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to be sad about here, man. Nothing to be sad about. Alright, so, when you are ready. And here we go. Okay, so, as the last episode ended, we got the surprise that uh, 17, Android 17 was still in the game. So he and Frieza both took on a full-on attack uh, against Jiren, and this was just an incredible fight. It was so well animated and so well choreographed. It was insane, and Jiren had you know run low on energy, so uh, uh, Seventeen and Frieza were able to kind of hold their own against him, but then he kind of powered himself up again, and Goku had to get back into the fight, and uh, at the end of the day, it did not pan out the way I thought it was, it was going to. I thought they were going to run out of time, but they did not. Um... Frieza and Goku fought together to take down Jiren, and uh, at the end of the tournament, it was 17 that was left standing, and he got the Super Dragon Balls and used it to wish all the other universes back, and uh, basically everyone lived happily ever after, and Goku was not able to recreate Ultra Instinct, and uh, that's where they pretty much left the series. The end. Wow. So If it- I may take a moment. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> Uh, look, it was it was it was great. Uh, it was a great cap to a great series, and just from a, a TV standpoint of you know, as, as somebody who's been such a big fan of cartoons and uh, and whatnot my whole life, the fact that I was able to watch Dragon Ball, a new new Dragon Ball happening, uh, not only watch it happening in my lifetime because I thought Dragon Ball was over for good, but Watching new Dragon Ball day and date with its Japanese broadcast, that they actually worked out um, subtitles for these new episodes to broadcast in America at the same time as the Japanese ones, that's insane to me. When I was a kid, we had to go, uh, we had to like take trips into Atlantic City, uh, or, or and we had to take trips to Chinatown wherever we could to find bootleg VHS tapes that people had recorded off TV of episodes of Dragon Ball Z that aired like years ago. Um, it was a really, really crazy experience getting to, to to see that the way that I did. And this series was a whole lot of fun. I love the way they left it open for, um, you know, there, there's there's so easily places for this to go. I mean, especially the fact that they created this this power that Goku achieved that he then 
just can't do anymore. It's like, sorry, I lost it. Can't do it again. <laughs> it's like, cool. I love it. And they, they finished off this, this series. The last shot was uh, Goku basically sparring with Vegeta in the same positions that they were in when they first met in Dragon Ball Z. It was, it was just a wonderful, wonderful series. I, I, it, was it like a Rocky-style, Rocky and Apollo-style ending? Yeah, kind of was. It was the Dragon Ball equivalent of uh, of uh, Rocky and Apollo. All right, so the, here's the big question: What's next, Chris? Well, there is a movie. Uh, there, there's a movie coming out, uh, a Dragon Ball Super movie that I believe takes place. Please, if, if I'm wrong. Uh, don't hate me. Uh, I'm pretty sure it takes place after this series finale of Dragon Ball Super. So whatever's coming next is actually something that's next. Okay. Nothing has been confirmed, but um, the series that has taken Dragon Ball Super's place is only, I think, 50-some-odd episodes long. Like, it already has a finite conclusion. Mm -hmm. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if by next year we had something new. But I do not understand how this works because... This season, there wasn't seasons of this. This ran every week for like. At what uh, what episode was the final episode? I have to look it up. It okay. was over a hundred. Like okay. it, this, this ran every, almost every week. Like at most, they took like one, maybe two weeks off from time to time. That's not a season break. Like no. they got some animators working <laughs> overtime over there. Uh, I I do not understand how this works. Um, I don't understand how, because I mean, American television does not work no, this way. Does not, does not work that way. All right, so then, what's next for the Dragon Ball Super sixty second summary? Well, that I haven't, uh, I haven't figured out. I don't know uh, what to do next, Evan. We'll ha we'll have to have a conversation okay. about this because uh, I I just don't know. Okay, it's episode one hundred and thirty one. Wow, that's almost one hundred and thirty one consecutive weeks of new episodes. <laughs> God bless him. All right, Chris. Well, up until uh, the, the next time, thank you for the Dragon Ball Super 60-second summaries. You got See it. See you again. Yes, that's... <laughs> you have to, I have to put, it, put it in there. The name of the last episode is called A Miraculous Conclusion. Farewell, Goku. Until we meet again. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials and the final Dragon Ball Super 60-second summary. For now, at least. Let's talk some news. Um, as I was explaining during the break to my co-hosts, there's a couple of articles that I just ignored for some apparent reason. Um, Karen, you posted this one up. It's from TV Line. Uh, apparently, the producers apologized for uh, apologized to, to Claire Foy and Matt and Matt Smith for the pay uproar. <laughs> so yeah, so. a little follow up to the story we talked about last week. <laughs> So wait, did they apologize for not paying them as much as they're going to be paying the new cast? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they apologized for putting them in the position of uh, having to expose their salaries and and have putting them in the middle of this basically. Oh. They did not apologize for not paying them equally. Gotcha. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> Very yes. interesting. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> ridiculous, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like um thanks for so the many things to apologize for from that last article and what they apologized for was the article actually happening <laughs> uh, i think you missed the point <laughs> hmm way to go producers well there it is i, I <laughs> just bad bad form 
bad for them. No. Make it right. Um, you also posted up the full trailer for The Cloak and Dagger, which I want to watch, and I will watch that once we are done recording. Um, how was it? I also didn't watch this. Oh. Not for any particular reason. I just didn't watch it. You <laughs> just felt... I, I just didn't, for some reason, like I said, when I was looking at these in the list, I just thought it wasn't the first one, so... I looked at it in the list, like, a handful of times today and thought, I should watch that. And then I did something else instead. Not really sure why. Well, as the only person on the podcast who actually did watch it, <laughs> perhaps I could talk for a minute. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it actually looked pretty cool to me. Okay. I... I thought it would look like pretty interesting, like a good show. I granted I watched it a week ago, so I don't know. But um I have no familiarity with the source material, so I may not be the best judge of whether or not this is gonna be good, but it looked like a good show. Which I don't have much familiarity with the characters either. My concern was that this was a f I think it was a first run for freeform for the, in the superhero genre. So I'm curious. So. I'm curious to see how they do with that. Uh, we saw a trailer. Of, uh, yeah, at least it was a, at least a teaser a while ago, and it looked good then. I will. Uh, I will check this out to make to 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 voice my opinion maybe next week. But uh, um, it is a first for Freeform to mm -hmm. be doing a superhero show. But Freeform is owned by ABC, which has right, done. Yeah, if they shield, obviously. So, I don't have any connection to Cloak and Dagger as characters, so I guess that's why I haven't exactly been salivating to uh, watch this. I've, I think they were in like a couple issues of Runaways that I read, and that's about it. Yeah, um, I, maybe an episode, an issue or two of Spider Man, is how I'm I experienced them. But I'm more curious seeing them for the first. <laughs> I remember seeing them for the first time, thinking, "Oh, Cloak and oh." That's really dumb. <laughs> He's got a cloak and she shoots daggers. Cloak and <laughs> that's really dumb. <laughs> um, it is coming back to my old lady brain um, a little bit, my impressions of the trailer. And the thing that struck me was that for a teen show, it didn't seem to have that soapy melodrama quality to it. Really? Yeah. Ah, I am now suddenly very interested. Because the yeah, first it's... trailer did lead you to believe that there was teen melodrama involved. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can do a teen show without any of it, but <laughs> it, it, there did seem to be enough, like, cool stuff to be like, that won't be the main focus of it. It'll be more like in the vein of CW, where there is some, but it's not, or maybe I should say, the best seasons of the CW shows. <laughs> well clarified. <laughs> like uh, we said, we've been watching. We were watching Arrow, and you want to talk about a show with no likable characters right now? <laughs> Everyone sucks on Arrow except Diggle. He's doing all right. Dig like and Diggle. Felicity. Yeah, Dig and Felicity. I'm okay with. Everyone else can go scratch. <laughs> Karen, you also posted up a trailer for Fully Cooley, which I did, I did not see. I I mean, it means nothing to me, but I know it means a lot to Chris. Chris, did you watch the trailer for? Fully Cooley? Almost as many times as I watched the Infinity War trailer. Really? Okay, so how did you... <laughs> tell me. Talk. Uh, it's. It looks like more Fully Cooley, which puts a big smile on my face, and I couldn't tell you exactly why. Um, because it doesn't look like it makes a whole ton of sense. Um, 
I, I know there's been some sort of synopsis things running around, but I haven't read much of it. I want to go in blind because I feel like I'm going to be blind when I watch the show anyway because it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But it looks like more fully coolly. It really, it really made me feel a lot of wonderful feelings when I was um, just hearing those voice actors. Like the the they got the voice actress who played Haruko in the. Uh, first american dub of the first season of fully coolie uh, and she's talking again and the music is all the pillows i love that the uh it's a trailer for the next two seasons uh which are airing in june and then september and i love that they're named after like types of music the you know season two is fully coolie progressive and then the third season is fully coolie alternative and okay hey, it's that's just really cool um it looks like you know because in the first series um there's they're able to pull giant robots out of Nauta's head mm-hmm. and in this one it seems that there's a girl that they're pulling giant robots out of her head <laughs> okay uh, i think i saw an older Nauta who's st- who's drawn to be that he's starting to look a lot like his dad um yeah somebody <laughs> hit something with a guitar there's robots irons giant irons rolling all over the place this looks bananas and i'm um, <laughs> i do want it looks like it got the soul go ahead on the comment section of this <clears throat> i'll just read the oh, top i didn't even i'll look just at the read the top section. four <laughs> or the like the, the oldest four literally want a cry of excitement the next we wait 15 years for this was it 15 years ago with the last one that adds up okay i mean i couldn't tell you for sure but the next I'll one look. is i could not be more ready the following one nut <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> so apparently um, people are pleased. There you go. <laughs> Chris, the voice actress who did the v- made the VO in the trailer, mm-hmm. is she should she be familiar to me? I don't know. Um the only voice actress, I mean I haven't really looked into this in a while, but the only voice voice actress in the American dub of Fully Cooley that I recognized from anything else was the um woman who played Mamimi and she was Gaz on Invader Zim, but outside of that, I don't know. Okay. Uh the original Fully Cooley aired from April 26, 2000 to March 16, 2001. Holy heck. How did it take that long to air 6 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> weird show weird uh so yeah it's been it's been uh been a while all right so uh, that i was looking down further in the article in the, the comment section and somebody writes fact the new season will premiere exactly 15 years after adult swims original first broadcast of fully coolie in 2003 gotcha didn't we read something about um this was like adult swim had something to do with the making of these like I, I think feel like so. I read that somewhere. And that's super cool. They did that before um, well, with another then show, the Big Well, the next o. comment yeah. is, fact, the new season will premiere 14 years and 10 months after originally premiering on Adult Swim on <laughs> August 5th, 2003. I didn't have to look that up. It was on my birthday. Pretty easy to remember. Y'all wrong. <laughs> it's past 16 years since Fooly Cooly Air. <laughs> I love internet comments. <laughs> Oh, wow. I didn't know um, Steve Blum did a voice in the American <laughs> version of this. That's interesting. So the voice of Haruko is Carrie Walgren. There you go. I don't know. And as soon as IMDb loads her page, I'll be able to tell if we know her from anything. All right. Let's. 
as you're loading that, let's let's move shuffle off to the next one, and then we can bounce back to that. Um, Karen, you posted up this next one from the Guardian, and I thought this was very interesting. Um, Guardian's article is titled Christopher Eccleston, right? Mm-hmm. I gave Doctor Who a hit show, and then they put me on a blacklist. He, yep. he, he's, is he sounds bitter. But yeah, I mean, seems- apparently, he hasn't spoken. I mean, he's. It's been common knowledge that he left the show, not having a good relationship with the showrunners. Mm-hmm. Um. But he's never spoken about why before now. Okay, and can you surmise why? Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that. Um, I, th- yeah, I feel like he, you would be better apt because I read a lot and still yeah, not 100% it's a, there's sure. a long article. There's a lot of information in it. Uh, this, If you're interested, it's a good deep dive. If not, here's the skinny. Um <laughs> Um, basically there were uh, breaches of his trust happening during one season one why do I want to say season nine because he was doctor nine that's why Um, (laughs) there there were breaches of trust between him and the producers that are not explicitly stated but he never felt comfortable um, while he was working on the show which was why he left Mm mm-hmm and in response to his leaving, and which apparently was not what they wanted him to do, they uh, made sure that he didn't work at the BBC for a long time, and he had to go to America to find work. And that's when we get... And that's what he means by he was blacklisted. Right, right. Um, so it was like kind of just basically out of spite. I loved him in Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not exaggerating his character in that movie made the movie for me <laughs> i just rewatched uh thor the dark world where he's the bad guy mm-hmm. and even though the copy that i watched did not have any subtitles for his character <laughs> i still knew exactly what was going on because he's a, he's good at what he does he is he is it was it, it's a very very interesting read so if you have any I don't know, concern or caring for this man and his, his career, read it. It's active. Yeah, if you're interested in what he's doing now or what he's been doing, all this stuff, definitely check it out. And know for sure that he did not like G.I. Joe. <laughs> I was not a fan. He is sorry. Jeez, I forgot all about that. <laughs> I forgot those movies were a thing. So, Chris, did you find out that the information you were looking for? Oh, boy, about Haruko. Wow, yeah, she's done... I've been scrolling this whole time. I'm only back to 2013 with her. She has done a boatload of voice acting. Um, We probably recognize her as a... I don't remember which character this is, but she played the voice of a character named Jessica on Rick and Morty. Okay. Oh, that's the girl that... Morty's in love with. Oh, uh, yep, that's that's her. Okay. All right, so that's that's probably what the two of us know her from. I know her from a handful of stuff, like a bunch of games. Uh, I wouldn't even necessarily recognize her character because a lot of the time she's listed as additional voices. Right. But boy, she's done a, a, a ton of stuff. A ton of stuff. 
Oh, cool. In 2012 Amazing Spider-Man video game, she played Gwen Stacy. Did I tell you about um, what I found out? There was, okay, so, <clears throat> seeing as we're talking about voice actors for a second. <gasps> uh, she was in Kid Icarus Uprising? Ah! <laughs> so, as Sorry. some of... Some of you may know, I'm the general manager for Garden State Comic Fest, and there was a short period of time where we were possibly going to have a voice actor guest. Um, he, I, I'm trying to, um, his, he has a, a weird, um, she was from Drew Carey. What the hell? Yeah, bear with me for Are a second. Are you the actor's name? Yeah, it's... Um, Diedrich Bader? Der- Diedrich. Diedrich Bader. <laughs> And for a short period of time, we were gonna. It was a possibility that he was going to attend our show as a guest, and things didn't really work out. But I wasn't really paying much attention because the only thing I knew that he voiced was he was Batman from Batman: Brave and the Bold, and I said that's that's cool enough. That's the go. Then when I found out things went sideways and he wasn't going to be attending, I looked up his. I was. I didn't even look him up. I looked up something completely random, and apparently, my favorite comic book character has appeared on an animated version of Spider-Man. Moon Knight was voiced by Dietrich for like two episodes. I was immediately heartbroken. The first time ever a voice actor made me upset that I wasn't going to see. Wow. I didn't know that there was I didn't know that there was an animated Moon Knight and yep. I certainly didn't know that you didn't know that there I was one. I did not know. I did That's crazy. Not. I was unaware. Fingers so. far from the pulse. <laughs> she All was right. on an episode of Archer. <laughs> I'm only in 2010. I've been like consistently <laughs> scrolling. This one's scroll, got like a scroll. billion credits. All right. Let's move on. Uh, EW.com has posted an article about the fact that... Uh, I don't know how this is fucking possible, but Hallmark Channel... It's going to <laughs> debut 34 new goddamn Christmas movies in 2018. <laughs> Hallmark Channel, settle down. <laughs> Slow okay. the fuck down, okay? Um, my 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 boss is like really into the Hallmark Christmas movies. They start in freaking October, man. Yes, before <laughs> Halloween. Last year they made 28 new Christmas movies. Okay, this year they made what did I say? 34 new Christmas movies, and um, and they're still airing the old ones. Yes, they're still airing the old ones. And there was another one. There was another channel that they were talking about making another bunch of Christmas movies. Like on top of like a whole another station is making like 24. Like God. Damn it, people. Lifetime. People that like was Christmas it. movies. Another 14 holiday movies. Like, oh, on. shocker. <laughs> come on. That's too much Christmas movies. Yeah, but at the same time, you've got to be impressed by this, right? Like, <laughs> how are they coming up with this many Christmas stories? Well, they're not really. They just recycle the stories. They switch around different pieces. They interchange the actors. And they've got, it's like. I don't know, Mad Libs. No, I get that. <laughs> Christmas I could movie do Mad that Libs. ten times tops. Right? <laughs> After well, ten times, I'm out of ideas. I'm out of ways to recycle the same story. Well, I am impressed with <laughs> this dedication here. That's why these people are the professionals, Chris. That's right. That's why they this get is, paid. This is the some big impressive bucks. shit right here. <laughs> wow. Thir- okay, so 34, 54, 56. So... I think it's between 56 
6670. Between three channels, there will be 70 new Christmas movies this year. Actually, I don't want to say Christmas. They are holiday movies. Maybe not. Maybe we'll get the random. Oh, that's Hanukkah. that's fair. They might that might bolster their numbers a little bit there. They could uh... <laughs> throw it in a Jew. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole new ball game. <laughs> it's a whole there, new Yule ball game. Ten new stories right there. Oh. <sighs> I just got exhausted reading this article. Like fucking <laughs> <A. laughs> God damn! And it didn't even list them. It was just the thought of having to think about. 70 new mo- Ugh, no I mean I guess it's a lot of people working if you think about you know the production crew and all of that like that's makes a lot of jobs it's true true Christmas is a big industry alright um, Chris you posted up this next I'm gonna call it article but it is a trailer and I I was I heard about this happening I think we may have discussed it, but this looks so entertaining to me, and I don't know if it's just me. Um, We will post up the link for the new trailer, the official Cobra Kai trailer. Oh, man. Oh, man. This looks so much better than I thought it would. Me too. (laughs) I've been hearing about this all week, and then I finally loaded up tonight right before the show, and like... There's a reason I've been hearing about it all week. Turns out it's awesome. It looks pretty good. It actually looks good. And I, it's such an interesting take on uh, the Karate Kid mythology, um, but I, I definitely uh, have no problem believing like Daniel LaRusso became a, a car salesman. Oh God, not at all. Not. I love the fact that that's the way this is rolling, and I feel like these are totally believable places for these characters to have ended up. My concern is that they play it completely for comedy, and what I'm hoping, and you can the the based on this trailer you could totally see it going this way is that it has some of the same heart of the original karate kid do you know what i mean like i, I yes you could see that like there's some pretty uh, dramatic moments because like but i feel that there's going to be a lot of levity in the show as well oh definitely and the, as well there should be but like blonde dude was super interesting in the original and <laughs> the original movie because like he always he he felt bad like he understood he was part of that you know Cobra Kai but like he felt bad about that shit at the end you know when he swept the leg he didn't feel he wasn't proud of that you know <laughs> like he was he was the one that kept looking at like all right these guys are bullies maybe I'm on the wrong side of this and you know here we are him starting his own dojo and I hope that is him. I hope that it involves, like, you can definitely tell that he's going the route that he's going, like, you know, teaching a lot of the relatively harsh lessons of Cobra Kai, but I hope he's doing it in an attempt to redeem Cobra Kai from the crappy management it was under before. <laughs> I'm, wa- I'm, I'm watching it again without man. sound. It looks funny. I want to watch it now. When is it? Where is this? Where? When? When? Where? That's YouTube Red. Oh, boo. So, like, the eight people who have that are going to watch this and tell us how good it is. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, TV line, Karen, <laughs> your world have officially collided. Oh yeah, <laughs> Rachel Bloom to guest star on I Zombie. Uh, <laughs> I I just started watching the final season of My Crazy Ex Girlfriend or Crazy Ex Girlfriend, whatever. It's, no. What do you mean final? Well, you mean most the most recent. recent. That show hasn't been canceled. Don't you toy That's with true. my heart. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so. Like, 
it's not necessarily the universes colliding. It's just the actress is, is making an appearance, but yes. she is playing a um a thespian. Yes. So And you could not pick a better person to um to play that kind of dramatic over the top type theater person. Yeah. Than Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom is a lot of fun. I was watching an episode of Adam Ruman's Everything and she was on it for like how I don't know Adam Ruins award ceremonies or something and you know she's walking down the red carpet and like she looks glamorous she's wearing a beautiful gown and, she's wearing, and then she's like oh I don't normally look like this I normally look like this and she does the like the finger snap and then she's wearing mm-hmm. sweats and she's no makeup and her hair's all I'm like perfect absolutely perfect casting yep so Check that out. Yeah, we've just started to get into the new season of iZombie, and so far it's been pretty good. I There are some things that, like, we're willing to tolerate for now, but they better start going somewhere. So what, what it's season four? I cannot remember. I think so, yeah. A bunch yeah. of started season that four as a pretentious sense. theater actor. Okay. Uh, her episode is scheduled to air April 9th, by the way, which okay, is coming so up quick. Okay, so that's soon. Um, so yes, they are in season four. Ooh, that means I, did I watch season three? Which Dude. season ended with the party exploding? That was season two. Yeah, that means that's, I haven't watched season three. Oh, Dude. I'm gonna have to get on that. I yeah, think it's because like it wasn't the, on Netflix or something. <laughs> the end of season three is a game changer. That's all I can say. Okay. I will check that out. And uh, yeah, it should be on Netflix. Yeah, but usually they wait till the new season starts and then. No, not with CW shows. Really? Okay. They're they're on Netflix like, what five days after the season ends? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty quick. I'll check it Part out. Of yeah, their CW made deal. a deal with Netflix for that kind of ish. All right, Karen, you posted up this next one from the Mary Sue, and I'm I am kind of surprised that you, either one of you posted this article. Um. Candace Patton. Okay, look. I, like, I don't like Iris. <laughs> yeah, but we nobody said deserves to be treated like this. Right. We we have nothing against Candace Patton. I think she's very talented. I think she does what she can with that crappy role. Really? <laughs> I do. There have been moments in this show where I have actually liked Iris. Okay. There was a point in some season where like Barry did something dumb and she was just like that's you know what? It would be a waste of time to worry about this. Let's just move on. And then they did, and it was great. <laughs> it was one of my favorite things that's ever happened on television was two people in a relationship had a rational conversation, cut, talked about their feelings, and then moved on. It was amazing. I think Candace Patton is capable of, of great. Okay. I just think that whoever's writing Iris needs to be kicked in the nuts. <laughs> Which they definitely have because no woman's writing that character that I way. I sincerely hope there's no woman writing that character that way. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. All right. The article is about how um, Candace handles some internet ra- uh, some internet trolls that, that are getting kind of racist. Um, I, I unfortunately have no problem believing that this situation is real. Um, I am really proud and it's impressive how she is handling it. Um, like, 
unfortunately, the internet and social media has given a voice to those that shouldn't be listened to. Present company included. <laughs> we are literally yep. sitting here talking about shit we have no idea, but we have the ability to. And we try our best to relay information and... Uh, at most of the time we try to be funny or entertaining um i never understood the use of the internet and social media for just negativity like there are people that consistently just go on to voice bullshit they are here to hate things that's it and Unfortunately, with all of the fantastic cat videos that we get, we get just as much, if not more, jackasses. So, with that said, um, it's a very unbecoming comments were made via Twitter um, about interracial coupling, and I think her response was it was spot on. So, um her response to i don't even want to read his comment let's just say it was negative uh since you continue with racist comments in my mentions you must want attention here you go there you go shine the spotlight on the jackass put him on blast and hopefully others will take you know take the reins and, and do what needs to be done um this article did go a little further and Got a little upset with other cast members who aren't of the same race. How do they... Uh, Non-brown cast members, which I felt was as unnecessary to... to you want yeah, solidarity. I, it doesn't matter who it is or what their ethnicity is. Just solidarity. I try not to post from this source too often because I don't look at it so much as a news site as I do um, an editorial site. Very much so. And their editorial views are not always 100% aligned with mine. And yeah, I think sometimes they have a tendency to get a little hysterical. I mean, the first half, if not a little bit more, was great. And then it becomes editorialized. So... Unfortunately, I couldn't find this story being talked about anywhere else. And so, like, I did feel like it was worth talking about. Um, So, she is being classy, and that's the point. Good job. (sighs) All right. Chris, you posted this next one up. I'm assuming you posted it for me. As I made comment before, I'm a fan of a character called Moon Knight. There have been many rumors. Um, This is yet another one. Former Daredevil showrunner wants to make a Moon Knight TV series. I, yeah, I'm okay (laughs) with it. Make it happen. Especially in the Netflixian vein. That's great. Um, I can't say I don't, I can't. It can happen. It could very well happen, especially with the characters they are choosing. 
Seriously, there's a Cloak and Dagger TV show now. And I'm not even. I'm, let's just say straight up Netflix. You have Iron Fist. You have Luke Cage. You have Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. The only and Daredevil. The and Punisher. Like you got two of those characters are known. The other three, no, are not. We're not. And they've done some great stuff with them. I, this this character. They also did Iron Fist. Uh, yeah, but still. Uh. Um. This character, and I'm biased, is, is but I truly believe is perfect for episodical storytelling. And especially in the Netflix vein where it's it's the darker and the under... You know what's, what's crazy is that this Netflix series came directly from the Marvel Knights comic book. Like comic books, like these characters that are now on... The screen, just shy of all of them, appeared in the Marvel Knights, and the only one that they haven't done yet is Moon Knight, which is probably the easiest one to write for. <laughs> like, there's so many possible stories. Um, I feel like visually he might be a little difficult. Yeah, that's possible because he is a a tight wearing superhero. Um. He's also, you know, he's he's always drawn interestingly because he's, you know, he's wearing all white, but he somehow always looks dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so visually speaking, he might be a little difficult. Plus, you know, you've got to depict his personalities. Right. He has multiple. Um, like for those that don't know, he has multiple personalities. There have been multiple incarnations of his costume. Um, the only thing I would not want to see is that there was a run where they did uh, a character called Mr. Knight, where... Later on in his run, he just walked around in a white business suit with his face covered. That doesn't make... I, first off, not my least favorite version, but starting there makes doesn't make sense. So they need to show his origins and all of that stuff and ramp up to that. I would be okay. I mean, I just... I just I would be okay with him just like swinging through the background of one of these other shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's that guy? Oh, that's Moon Knight. Yeah. Don't worry about him. <laughs> the three of us that know him and love him. Oh my go, god, oh. he needs to be he needs to be um the Netflix Marvel Universe's Hooch. Okay. Which is crazy. <laughs> Moon Knight's crazy. <laughs> no, really. Moon Knight's crazy. Yeah, he cray cray. Yes, he is. I feel like this article's a little mean because, yeah, there's a possibility this show will happen. But if you read what the guy says, he's like, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to do that someday. There's no actual, like, real plan to no. make this show. No. Yeah, it's just saying that he wants to do it. And, yeah, of course he wants to do it. And we want the him to do it. People in hell want ice water. <laughs> exactly. Very, very true. All right, moving on. Uh, BuzzFeed. Um, <laughs> so, as a, a shocking turn of events, Queer Eye is getting a second season. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Laugh if you will. The show has been really fun. I have watched more than the first episode now, and <laughs> I continue to enjoy it. And I think it's great, and I'm happy they're, they're making more. I'm 
not laughing at anything just the the complete lack of surprise that it's getting another season yeah. it's doing like absurdly well the people who watch it love it like yeah of course it's getting a none second of, none season of this and people in hell want ice water <laughs> none of this article is shocking but what is shocking at least to me the hollywood reporter with five straight guys <laughs> It's a really strange choice for this show. <laughs> and it was the worst season of television ever. Um, Can you imagine five straight du- straight white dudes telling you what to do with your life? Like, one of them is Iron Fist. <laughs> you can just call it like mansplaining, and it is just the story oh of the day of a life in any woman in this country. Oh. Mansplaining the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> No. You are on to something. You've put no. that out in the universe. It's now Please, going to be no. happening. That was irony. Please. <laughs> they could do that hilariously. In the right hands, that is a great idea for a TV show. <laughs> uh, TM me. Yo, get at me with some royalty checks. <laughs> TM me. Um, all right. Moving on from The Hollywood Reporter. One Day at a Time, the remake or the reimagining um, has been renewed for uh, a third season on Netflix. I don't know who I had. I think it was, was it with you and Dan that I had this discussion with, Chris, that I do not like this show or did not like this show at all? I think you were talking to Dan about it. I think I kind of just sat there and listened while he berated me for not liking this show. (laughs) I tuned out when Dan gets too into things that I don't know anything about because I don't know anything about the original and I don't know anything about this one. So, okay, so people out there have raved about it. I watched the first two episodes; it did not grab me at all. So I stopped watching it. That's the the benefits of Netflix and TV. I can change the channel or pick another show. There's no shortage of other things to watch. Now I'm really interested to check it out, knowing that you don't like it. It's just it, it, okay. So it had laugh track. It was Ooh. stereotypical his, his Hispanic stuff, and I was like, "I'm okay. I don't. I, I don't have enough brain space for this, so I'm good." And I just moved on. But I've heard from others that I made a mistake. And yeah, critics love this show. Yeah. Yeah. So. For those that liked it, congratulations, you're getting another season. Yay. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry. I don't like it. That's okay. I have no position to stand on because I have not seen the show yet. 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 All right. And finally, Chris, you posted up this last one from CBR. Now, I'm curious as to why you you chose to, to post this one. Uh, because I've I've been I've wondered about this for years. All right, <laughs> I've wondered about this for years. Okay, so X Men the animated series, the '90s Fox X Men cartoon. The, exactly. As soon that as I one. saw the the image, I didn't even read. I saw the image that fucking song started playing in my head. I have a bunch of episodes of this show uh, recorded somewhere, just on VHS tapes, because that's how much I loved this show. I watched it as it aired mm-hmm. uh, on Fox, and I recorded them all on, on TV. Now, the end credits to every single episode had um, these like really cool for the 90s CG 
versions of the characters that would like like you're looking at a computer program that was like detailing their powers and whatnot and they'd rotate around and then that would be it and there's a little bit up in the upper right hand corner where they click on all the different heads of the characters and they load them all up one by one Mm -hmm. they all the main characters of the show are up there and always before the you could see the last one was always jubilee Mm -hmm. because they always went in the same order and um, before the thing would, like, the mouse would move over to, to click on Jubilee, but you'd never see the CG image of Jubilee because the Saban or Saban or however the hell you say it in Fox logo, Marvel logos, would fill up the screen before that happened. And I just always assumed that they just never made one. But I always wondered, like, is there actually one, like, behind that they're always cutting off? But I never really knew for sure because the music is, you know, it ends, like, it's all timed with this music. I didn't realize that they actually kind of took that away. I, I at least didn't realize. I forgot that they took away that whole ending sequence, I think, after the first season or the second season. I don't remember what this article says. Mm-hmm. But after a little while, they took away that whole ending sequence and um, uh, because I, I didn't realize why. According to this uh, article, it was because um, they thought that those CG renderings looked too much like toys. And they didn't want people to think that the cartoon was just designed around selling toys. So they, they took it off and started <laughs> Back feeling Back in the pure of- 90s when that would somehow be a problem. Yeah. Um, and I also learned from this article that there's a whole book about this stuff called Previously on X-Men, which is unfortunately absurdly expensive. Uh, it's like $35 for the paperback. Wow. So, and there's expensive. no pictures in it. It's all text. So... <laughs> And we know how you feel about books with no pictures. (laughs) Not very good, thank you. Unless Um, it's the book with no pictures by B.J. Novak. That's true. That book's awesome. But anyway, so it turns out that there uh, was happened a couple of years ago. The there was a 3D animated Jubilee, and it was part of this ending sequence that um, it was only aired on um, like these promotional tapes for the show or something like before it premiered. And there was a link in this article to the YouTube video of the full unedited ending, and I finally got to see the 3D rendering of Jubilee, and I thought that was awesome. <laughs> so, so if you really give a shit about X Men, <laughs> if you it really out. give a shit about the last like second and a half of yeah, the original like X Men the animated tops. series, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a neat little factoid, and I, I'd love to read this book because there's so many weird things that happened in the x-men animated series and i mean like this show came from i i, I never really understood the connection between it and uh, there was a previous like animated special that was going to turn into the animated series the pride of the x-men and that never got picked up but then this show happened and like i was so curious about the behind the scenes stuff like when the voice actors changed certain bits of the show got reanimated as mm-hmm. it went on like i have old episodes that look different from their their repeats later Right. It's so strange. Uh, there's a lot of like weird little things, and I'd love to know the stories behind those things. Cool, 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 cool. I appreciate you throwing that out there because it was it was a, a neat little uh, bit of information. Neat little thing. History, yeah. <clears throat> we should do an animated month. Just, just do all animated shows. <laughs> Something to think that about. would be easy. Yes, it would, especially for you. Sure. All right, people. That's all we got for the news this week. Um, it was good. I think I think we did well. I'm proud of us. It's a lot of show. A lot of show. Chris, got a spiel Hi. for me? 
I do. You can get in touch with us at mail at as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can the people, the good people, find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com, where we post something new as often as we can. Back to you, Evan. Very good, sir. Thank you so much. All right, so it is my pick this week, and as of the start of this episode recording, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about. But I did know that I wanted to talk about this show. I just didn't know which episodes. So I went to, uh, like I was explaining to, to you two, one of my favorite websites, Episode Ninja. Ninja. And what Episode Ninja does is it sort of, I think it culls via Amazon ratings, um, like the top 10 favorite episodes for a number of different shows. As I was reading the the reviews and whatnot for this show, I was like, I, I can't. I can't throw you guys right into the middle. And I know you might be okay with it because I'm sure you guys have seen this. But I'm worried about the audience because I want them to fully understand the character basis for these people. So we are going to talk about Cougar Town. Uh, yay! Season Cougar 1, Town episode Abby. 1. We're going to talk about the pilot. Oh, oh, my God. Going way back. Way back. Ouch. Back when it made sense to be called Cougar Town. Yes. That was the point. <laughs> so, Cougar Town, Season 1, Episode 1. That's your homework for next week. Um, there's the possibility... Well, yeah, we'll work that out. And if there's something that changes, we will, we'll let you know. But thank you all for tuning in. From <laughs> I hope to get that zip up on the recording. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Do you know Captain America? <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.